Welcome back to Fold in the Cheese. It is your boy, K-Troll, on the mic today, and we are one step closer to the big game. And, in fact, the big game we're talking about is the Flag Football Pro Bowl this weekend, obviously. It's going to be exciting. We've got lots of prop bets for that. Fantasy implications galore. Uh, I am joined, as always, by Just E. Just E. You know, as we were talking about off, off camera, had to update my Chrome browser. All my buttons got lost. My cache, cache, whatever it's called. GIF, GIF. Um, so yeah, I just went with E today because it used to be preloaded E money. Didn't have the time for the dollar sign. Yeah, going with D. Going with Didn't D. have your shortcuts set up. No, my uh, in in very similar fashion, my grandfather, not my grandfather, my father-in-law <laughs> showed up uh, to our house today, and he had printed an email that he wanted me to think <laughs> on to. Classic. <laughs> like, I've got an electronic copy of this, but thank you. But I appreciate so, the paper um, copy. Uh, I've got it right here. Oh, there it is. In there it is. Color, color copy yeah. too. That's good. That's good. It's colored. Yeah, they used a lot of ink on that. So yeah, I don't that think just he's... Means he cares if he's using color ink to print out the email. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably doesn't realize also, you can you can grayscale. Yes, uh, I'm also feeling like a new person. I don't. I know I posted this on Instagram showing my children when they were getting ready for the, uh, the Lions game. You know, we made cupcakes. They were doing blue and white. Great time. But uh, my son was wearing a specific shirt, which will be a future pool boy shirt. And I have the same you one. You have the same one. I was looking at that and I was like, that looks like pool child, junior pool boy, Brady's yeah. shirt. So, yes, I'm so giving it a shot today time. for all our viewers. Um, my parents actually just came back from Hawaii visiting my mom's brother who's living out there. And so uh, Brady and I both got matching shirts and Addison and Kirsten got matching dresses. So... You know, nice. Brady loved it and wanted to just wear it right away. He's like, Dad, you wear yours today. So I'm behind the camera in that shot. So I am actually wearing the same shirt. Nice. Um, I figured no one wanted to see that. They wanted to see cute kids making cupcakes. Um, you got your ears lowered, too. Let's give it a go today. Uh, you can't see the detail, but these are all little fish. They're all teeny little fish. You can kind of see the oh, way going. Complicated patterns. That's how you know it's expensive. Yeah. I'm just, oh. <laughs> yes, you do. Dan uh, I got a new shirt. haircut. I told we Mr. Did. Rob today or yesterday morning. I was like, my wife just said, do whatever you feel like because I'm done with it. I'm just, it's disappearing. <laughs> she so has given up on your hair. So he went short, which, you know, I'm all about trying something new. And so here we go. New shirt, new cut. Huh. Big day. He's a new man. He's a new man. Yeah. I need a cut desperately. I've got a shag going on right now. So I need a cut. Um, and otherwise I'm pretty much the same as I was last week. So no real updates here. No updates for everyone. <laughs> okay. Fair. Fair. Um, but that's good. The, uh, we're going to go over today. We're going to go over our prop bets. We're going to go over the fantasy playoffs contest that we have created. Um, all getting dicey, which I love. They're all yeah. super close. Very spicy. It's going to be really good. Um, but we ought to go over the games that happen this past weekend as well, right? Obviously, yeah. we had the AFC and NFC Championship games, both great games uh, for different reasons. Obviously, a defensive battle in the AFC Championship, which we kind of predicted, and a shootout of sorts in the NFC Championship. So uh, what's your overall take? I mean, uh, we get the the Chiefs, of course. You cannot yeah. knock these people out in the playoffs. I don't know what it's going to take, but Mahomes finds a way with the worst offense he's had, yeah. and he still gets there. And, I mean uh, – I mean, as uh, our mini text chain between you, me, and Drader, you know, the Chiefs are this edition of the Patriots in the sense that if they are in the playoffs and Tom Brady is your quarterback or Patrick Mahomes is your quarterback, you can never count them out. You know, yeah, this is the worst offense of his career. This is, you know, he might have had a down year by 
by all sorts of measures, but it doesn't matter. He's still your guy. He's still that guy who can make that difference, who can make up for any inadequacies of his receiving core or, you know, his running game was solid. Pacheco's been solid all year, yep. but uh, I mean, one of the strongest defenses had all career. So if he's there, there's always a chance. You always have a chance. doesn't matter if you're on the road, if you're at home, if Mahomes is on the opposing sideline, you're in trouble. And even Lamar Jackson said that, you know, prior to the game leading up, he's like, man, I hate it. I, I don't want to go against this guy. You know, he's being completely honest. I give him props for that because he's saying what everyone's thinking. Like, yeah, I don't want to play against this guy. And it showed. Yeah. Um, so I'll let you. Here's comment. something you don't hear. You don't hear Patrick Mahomes saying, man, I really didn't want to play against Lamar Jackson. He don't care. It man, don't I didn't really want to play against Joe Burrow. Man, I didn't really want to play against Matthew Stafford. I didn't want to. It don't matter. Not, like, you don't ever hear that from him. And that's why he's the best. That's why he is number one. Because number one is not worried about number two. Number one is only looking forward. Everyone yeah. else is looking at him. And that's, yep. I mean, it just sets him on a completely different stage. And I think Brady was the same way. And I, I mean, the parallels are incredible. The, the style of play is quite different, but the leadership, the passion, um, that's the, the same. The mindset. The mindset is there. I mean, it's, it's competitors. Uh, you know, it's that same kind of Jordan mindset. I know we've we've talked about um, the last dance and how he would literally create bullet yeah. board material for himself. <laughs> I remember the that guy was shit talking me, and the guy's like, exactly. I, the guy's I, like, I didn't anything. say it. I said nothing. <laughs> It's like, oh, but in my head, you did. So I'm going to get you. Uh, oh, my God. Maybe it, that makes me maybe. think of uh, very quickly. I'll, I'm going to slide in an anecdote from my basketball session yesterday. Where I was guarding, like, because of, like, a rebound that got loose and the guy made it into the corner. I was guarding this dude who just dominates. Rich. This guy dominates. Oh, Rich is a beast. I have okay. played with Rich. Rich dude. is a freaking beast, okay? He shoots from, like, back here. He makes every shot he takes. He has these crazy, like, near the hoop he has these crazy angles and he knows how to make these crazy hook and bank shots it's insane he's unguardable he's quick he's long i mean he's he's got great sense of the also the super nice dude like, he's a great guy he's a great guy he's like 45 but he's so good <laughs> anyway um so there's a loose ball he gets a rebound he's in the corner and i had to pick him up because i'm out there and i was yep. like i'm basically all up on him and, and he and i've like he's very nice to me he knows my role. <laughs> and so, of course, I'm, I like kiss the ring with Rich because he's such a baller. And I'm like, don't shoot this over me, Rich. Do not shoot this over me right now. And I'm like in his face. And he just goes, whoop, whoop. And just right over the top of me. I'm just like, God. <laughs> I feel like the guy who was uh, shit, quote unquote, shit talking Jordan was like, I didn't say anything. Please don't score 45 on me in the second half. <laughs> please, okay, well, please there don't. it goes. There it goes. Please don't. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, maybe Justin Tucker was giving him that bullet more material and he was warming up, but that was. He yeah. wasn't doing anything. I know. They, he didn't do anything wrong. Justin, he was like, yo, come on, All man. Right. <laughs> so, anyway, just real quick going into the game. I mean, the Ravens just completely abandoned what got them there on offense. They ran the ball six times with their running backs. And I know they're on their third and fourth string running backs with Gus Edwards and Justice Hill. But they got them there. Like Gus Edwards was a touchdown machine. Justice Hill was completely capable back there. And yep. even with Lamar, they didn't run him at all. They made him into a pocket passer, which is not his game. Yeah. Uh, and clearly that was evident. But um, so, I mean, it, once again, it just showed the Chiefs on offense doing enough to win and their defense really setting the tone and saying, hey, we need some attention too. It's not just Patrick Mahomes doing all the things. We're doing a lot of it too. So it's just showing a complete team that the chiefs are and can just get it done gross. They can 
beat you when they need to, but they can they can win those close ones, and it's scary. They can shoot it out if they have to somehow. I don't know how they shoot it out with those receivers, but at the same time, like MVS was making some clutch catches, and you're like. Where was classic, that earlier in the season? Classic MVS, th- one one reception, thirty yards. That was it, and it was the biggest catch of the game for him. Uh, it was to seal the game at the end. So, you know. yeah, they could have. It just makes you realize like they could have been freaking undefeated this year if if that right. kind of stuff hadn't been happening. Well, and, and this is they're not even that dynamic. And I know there are tons of variables going into each and every game every Sunday, but clearly they made it an effort to get Travis Kelsey the ball. You know, he had 11 catches, over 100 yards, a touchdown. But it just goes to show, like, why? And this is why we get pissed off at Chris Paul at Wake. Like, why don't you just do that every time? Like, why wouldn't you? So, like, Chris had a great career at Wake, only two years. But then he gets the NBA, takes over even more, does even more. I'm like, why didn't you do that? the same thing down there? So He averaged, like, 15 points at Wake. And you're like, I saw you, I saw you drop 40 on somebody without <laughs> batting an eye. Like exactly. anytime you wanted to, like, where was that? So it's just kind of like, why, you know, there would be games where Travis had three catches for 40 yards, five for 50 or something like that. And here it's like, Nope, we're just going to force feed him every time. And it's going to work great. So, okay. <laughs> so, a again, I know there's just tons of other variables with schemes or maybe they're letting him go off just to contain everybody else, but whatever, just wild. It is wild. And to your point though, about Lamar, I wanted to, to backtrack on that. Cause that's one of our prop bets was about what's going to be the lowest yeah. number. Combined rushes by Lamar and what was it? Uh, golf interceptions and TDs. Golf interceptions and touchdowns, right? And I was like, well, Lamar, if they're playing their game, Lamar should have 15 carries, you know, by exactly. himself. He should have 15 carries. For him to have eight is like inexcusable. And that includes scrambles when he just happened to run. Like, yeah. not to mention like the designed runs. There were, I saw almost none of the designed read, action, uh, um, read option runs, you know, like mm-hmm. where was that offense? Uh, Odell Beckham, another prop that we had. When's he going to get his first catch? Fourth quarter. Fourth quarter. Fourth <laughs> quarter, he got three passes in one drive. And I was like, yeah. that was effective. You know, I'm not saying he's the best player on the team, but like, get him involved. Like, you spread the ball around to different players. You know, like, I, I don't know. Mark Andrews yeah. is in there playing his butt off like broken fibula or whatever the hell he had. Like, <laughs> incredible that he's even in the game. But I like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what they were thinking when they got there. But I think number one, they were psyched out of their minds immediately. Yeah. As soon as they showed up on the on the field, it was kind of over. And number two, it just was like that's not the team that has been so so dominant this year. So dominant, but hey, kudos to the that. Chiefs, though, man. Kudos, kudos to, to them. Chiefs. They went out and won it. The the Ravens just didn't show up, and yeah, it's unfortunate. I want to um in each of these games, I want to flash forward to next season and talk about the fantasy impact of some of these players. Okay, so this is a fantasy show, even though it was playoffs. So we have a whole lot to talk yes. about. I do want to talk about some of the players on on these two teams, and then we'll do the same with the NFC. I want to talk about specifically, um, number one, Travis Kelsey. Is he coming back? There's legitimate. Apparently, there was a legitimately a bet in the Canadian sports books that he's <laughs> going to propose to Taylor Swift after the game on the field or something. <laughs> I'm like, well, let me tell you, I don't, I don't see that happening. <laughs> well, wasn't that one of the things that they thought he was whispering to Taylor at the end, like Super Bowl wedding or something like that? <laughs> oh God, I don't know. Yeah, but is she going to make it back from Tokyo? We don't know. Yeah, I got a feeling she will. Um, Okay, but, so yes. one is Kelsey going to retire? Is he going to retire? They win, if they win, I think it's a higher chance. I think it put it at maybe like a forty-five percent. If they lose, no, I don't think so. No, uh, I can see him being a guy going out on top. Uh, I just think he's accomplished everything he needs to. Why not just be like, "Yep, I'm the greatest. 
I'm I did everything and now kablam I did the the last thing. Uh, I'm yeah. not saying if he wins they will that he will retire, but I'm just saying it's a higher chance if they do win that he would. Um, yeah. The one thing you think about with retiring on a high note is is there anything more I could have maybe Should squeezed? Have like, could we have right. back-to-backed it on my way out? You know, a John okay, Elway then, is like, okay, you want it. And it's like, let's try it one more time. I think we can do one more. And then I'm right. Then but I'm, then that's always the tragic flaw. Tom Brady. Oftentimes. Yeah. I'm going to come back for one more. Ruin my life. <laughs> one year worse. True. Threw my family away and ruin my real life. Uh, Jason Kelsey, you know, makes it to the Super Bowl, playing against your brother. Great game. You know, they didn't win. But he's like, I'll, I'll I'll come back for one more. Incredibly disappointing season. Now, if he goes out, if he retires this year, it's like, dang, that kind of sucks. That's a that's a bummer way to go out. Um, so I, that, I mean, he still was like the he was still the impetus of one of the most infamous plays in the NFL with the tush push. Like that is him. I don't know. He's he's got that going for him. If they yeah. take that rule away, they he's don't like. Take it away. <laughs> well, but at the same time, you know he hates that play. You know what he says every time they're oh my like, gosh, F my life. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure he hates that play. It's just a immediate dog pile, and guys are literally diving in head first to try and do anything to stop it, and they're diving right at him. I, right, I mean, yeah. I, he must hate that. So I know I think you watched it. I just started watching the Kelsey documentary about him and lot this season with the past season. Really good. I'm about uh 30-ish minutes in, and it's it's great. I've uh, not seen it. No, I haven't. It's seen really it. good. You should start it. I will check catch it out. Up, catch up to me. <laughs> catch up. I will check it out. I will check it out. So anyway, Kelsey, we're we're saying wild card. I agree with you. Like I think there's, I'm kind of at fifty fifty on him, honestly. On either way, him coming back or not coming back, he's accomplished everything he needs to accomplish. I don't know what records are still out there for him. If, if that's something he wants to chase, maybe. But I don't think he really cares. Well, the wildest one is that he just passed Jerry Rice for most postseason receptions. Like yeah. wild. <laughs> that is insane. That isn't anytime you pass Jerry Rice in anything, it's in anything. It's a big deal. Yeah. So he's obviously a wild card. Um, if he does come back, I think he slots right back into where he's been forever. He's a rock solid, one of the only tight ends you can count on every week. Um, Crazy finish. Rice. That's the name yeah. I'm interested in. Rasheed Rice. He's a rookie. We've he's talked been, about him. He's kind of turned into the go to for Mahomes. Yeah. What do you think next year? love him i mean we've talked about him all year uh again he was a, an early season pickup for me just because i needed someone that week i'm like i'm gonna hold on to this guy yeah <laughs> um, yeah i it's clearly shown he is the number one i mean him and kelsey kind of 1a 1b right now uh, i do think in the offseason win or lose the super bowl they're gonna go after a wide receiver because if they don't that's just shame on them for not yep. literally hitting the one position they need so if they do go after a beer name, I don't know who that might be. I, don't, I'm, I guess maybe, if they went for like a Mike Evans, holy crap. Um, I think maybe his, Higgins, Michael Pittman, Tyler Boyd. Yeah. Uh, if they go after any of those guys, Keenan you know, Allen, will diminish a little bit, but he's still the young guy. He's been the proven guy for Mahomes this year. I think he's going to step right back into wide receiver one on the Chiefs. So I love him. Uh, he's been spectacular. I know you're going after an autograph card of his, so I think you're <laughs> going to pick him in the first round. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> what are you? He, what about um, you? Not to make this like a direct one for one comparison, but his situation reminds me of Devonte Adams when he was on okay. Green Bay and he was like the number three receiver. Showed flashes. There was chemistry there with Rodgers, and you're kind of like, oh, the Packers grabbed another young receiver. We'll see what happens. And then as the season kind of went on. And maybe it was the second or third season, honestly, with Adams. Yeah. But similar thing where, like, as the season went on, you're kind of like, okay, this guy's actually kind of popping off. 
and they had Jordy Nelson at the time, and maybe even Greg Jennings. Like it was, it was a pretty stacked receiver room, but they were getting older. And you're kind of like, okay, this guy's kind of taken off. And all of a sudden, it was like, that's our guy. And I'm, I'm curious to see if that happens with Rashi. And I do think it matters who they pick up in the offseason. Because if they bring in someone like T. Higgins, T. Higgins is a dominator, man. Like, he can be your number one, even though he's been a two behind Chase. Like, that would be interesting to me. That would hurt his value a little bit. What Kelsey does, does matter. Um, well, Kelsey, because, right. Assuming Kelsey comes back, if they do get like a T. Yeah. Higgins, yes. Because then you have three alphas that – three guys who are essentially number ones. Yeah. Uh, if, yeah. let's say, Kelsey retires – I still think there are enough mouths to feed between Rasheed and T Higgins. I mean, he showed in Cincinnati yeah. T Higgins. So oh, yeah. Did Jamar. Uh, yeah. I, sure. I, Rasheed is going to be a stud. Um, and to, consistency, to already, consistency becomes a problem when you have two stars though. It does. You know? Cause you tend to have a guy time, who take a week off here and there. He has Mahomes' trust. I mean, yeah. he's literally his only outlet and he knows it. And as a rookie to already get that, that's, that's a, that's a step in the right direction. Yeah. What do you think about, and I, I think this guy will, Assuming they make a move this offseason, but if they don't, this guy has kind of turned into a little bit more of a trustworthy target. Justin Watson, a little more trustworthy. He doesn't run the best routes, in my opinion, but his hands are pretty good for the most part. He doesn't have that instinct to like come back to the ball and make sure the defender doesn't get it, you know? Yeah. But he's semi-reliable. Do you think he's, he's a name to remember for next year at all? He could be your eighth rounder, ninth rounder. That makes that difference, you know, when you get – the eighth rounder, those that's where you get your steals. That's where you get the guys who you don't really think about in the beginning. It's like, I'll take a flyer on this guy. That's where you would find a Justin Watson. I don't think he's, think he's anything higher than that. Rounder. You said what? You said 12? I think he's like a 12th round type. But he, but he's, right. the question is, like, if he's technically their number two or their slot, is there maybe value there? I don't know. I don't think so. Um, he, he, yeah, I just don't think he's earned it yet. Not, he hasn't shown enough, uh, especially yeah. if they're going to go after another guy. Then your third, fourth on the mouse of feed. No. Yep. Okay. Let's switch over to Baltimore. Then, Baltimore. Um, assuming Odell comes back and was not super relevant in fantasy, not really worth mentioning. Say Flowers is a big name. Say Flowers is their new number one receiver. Showed flashes. Obviously, kind of popped off in this game. Had that weird fumble at the end zone, which sucked. But um, what did you see, what did you see this year from him? That and what do you think you can project going forward? I'm not gonna lie, I was a little surprised by him. I didn't expect him to do as well as he did, especially coming out of Boston College, not really known for their wide receiving yeah. core. They're definitely I'm running backs and <laughs> quarterbacks, Matt Ryan. But uh, so I was a little surprised. And honestly, I have also was one who always questioned Lamar's throwing. And so the half of the season he did, which was it wasn't like show stopping, but he had a very consistent, relatively consistent year and put up decent numbers. Cause again, he wasn't getting drafted top four rounds. Uh, so you probably got him in the eighth, ninth in that range. Yeah. So for that, yeah. it's a great value. I think he might have the Jalen Waddle effect where all of a sudden his stock is going to go too high for where he's getting drafted. Don't get me wrong. Jalen Waddle, spectacular player, but he was getting drafted too high. And it showed yeah. this year that wasn't worth the value of where he got drafted. I think the same thing could happen to Zay Flowers, showing that promise, showing he is the number one guy, going to get drafted too high for the value. So that's what I think it's going to be his problem is that the value won't be where he's drafted. Yeah. I could see him going in like the fifth round next year. And and I think he probably should stay in that sixth, seventh round. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. I guess he's the number, I mean, you got Mark Andrews though. So, but I guess he's an, he's a number one receiver for sure, but yeah, he's kind of one B to Mark Andrews who I think that offense runs through and it's such a run heavy offense too. Like, right. 
it's not uncommon like he did here. It was like four for 110 or something. That's kind of like what his games are going to look like. Not that he's like a burner necessarily, but he does get chunk plays. If he's a four for 110 guy and that four ends up being 30 instead, you're in trouble. I, I like high volume guys if I'm going yes. PPR, you know? Yes. And he didn't have that many games where he's like 10 targets. You know, there's just not. And I know it's, it's, it's probably not fair to compare Rasheed Rice with Zay Flowers because different offenses, as you just said, it's a very run heavy in Baltimore. But with Rasheed, as you just talked about, he was getting that volume. He was getting eight, seven, eight catches mm-hmm. a game. And yeah, it could have been only for 70, 80, 90 yards. But in PPR, boom, that's 16 points right there. Seven yeah. catches for 90. Like, that's the volume you're talking about. It's it's more consistent. You know what you're going to get. And that's why, like, for him, Rasheed became my full time starter basically halfway through the year because I was no like I can't not start this guy. I know he's yep. always going to get me at least 13, 14 points based on I'm like, yeah, you're in. And yep. he did he had one of the best like finishes in the last four or five games of the season. Uh sorry. That's what you look for in rookie receivers because yeah. that tends to parlay into the next year. That tends to like the the best ones usually come on strong in the second half of the year. I mean obviously if you start dominating day one that's great but like not that common, but the, the good wide receivers rookie class that you want to look at are the guys that really started to pour it on the last four, five, six weeks of the season. They finally figured out the speed of the game, the workout routines. They've gotten on the same page. They've learned the playbook really well, chemistry, the quarterback, audibles, all that kind of stuff. Um, that's when you start to really see them separate. So I, I agree. I agree. Also, I'm big shout on. out to Doug Baldwin, who had one of the best second halves of a year ever. And back in 2015, where I raised the championship belt, uh, I think we talked about him a few years back. When we talked, or a few episodes back, when we were reminiscing of teams of yore. And Doug Baldwin was that guy. <laughs> Doug team. Baldwin is in my fantasy Hall of Fame for, for <laughs> some of my all time favorite players uh, to ever own. Jamal Charles is like my number one. I Jamal loved Jamal Charles. Charles. Yes. And Larry, Larry Johnson, Johnson before him. Ah, I beat well. you to it, Larry Johnson. Yeah. And Priest Holmes before him. <laughs> there was a whole run there where I just took Chiefs running back, and it was just money. But Jamal was my guy. But um, I loved Doug Baldwin every year. I would I would rock him, and he would get like fourteen touchdowns a year. He was he was such a money money player. Yeah, back when Russ right. used to throw his moon balls. Uh, we got to quickly go over to the Niners and Lions. Uh, heartbreaking fashion for the Lions. Yep. Come out the gates hot score on their first two drives go up on the Niners up 17 at half I mean they completely dominated that first half of the game it was unbelievable to watch I mean just they were running all over them the defense was holding Brock and then just complete switcheroo on uh in the second half disappointed for Lions fans hey give credit where credit's due the 49ers made the adjustments they needed Brock Purdy showed he is not just a game manager. He is a game timer. Is that even a thing? Gamer, I think, is game, what they just call Game it. timer. It is game time. Game timer. It he is. knows what time the game is. I'm going to throw a hook shot because I'm that old. And, uh, yes, he is a gamer. Not, I, everyone's got to get off his back for saying he's not good and all that. He's good. Is he a spectacular, amazing best quarterback? No, but he is a great quarterback who has now led your team as Mr. Irrelevant to a Super Bowl in your second year having led him to the NFC Championship the year before. So this is one for Lions fans. If you're a 49er fan, you love the grit they've shown in the past two games, coming back against the Packers, coming back against the Lions. But it does make you nervous. Why are they starting off so shittily? Do they always have to play from behind? And can they afford that against a Chiefs team where the defense is spectacular? Because we know the Lions defense, that was their Achilles heel. Yep. Can they do that against a Chiefs team where their defense is stout? Yeah, this is going to be wild. This is an offensive juggernaut versus a defensive lockdown team. And historically, 
defense wins championships, right? I mean, historically, you're going to say the defense is going to win. Now, the Niners don't theoretically have a bad defense either. They're supposed to be a stacked defense. The Lions just carved them up early. The run game was important for the Lions. Pacheco could be in for a big day. But um, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. I, I could go either way in that Super Bowl right now. I'm not gonna. We're not going to give our predictions, but I agree with everything you said. Brock Purdy giving me real Kirk Cousins vibes. Game honestly. timer. Game he's a game timer. timer. Um, he's accurate, and he can he can move. I mean, he's got some wheels on him. He showed that this game. I thought it was really impressive. Real, you know, running I did, first I had to change one of the prop bets we got for next week based on how much running yards he got. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Over he under 45 yards for yeah. Brock Purdy. <laughs> Will he have more than Lamar Jackson had? He's going to have four. He's going to have four rushing hours next week. Um, so, yeah, I agree. Um, exciting to watch. And I think the, the right two teams are in there, honestly. I thought it should have been the Ravens all along. And I don't know. When the Chiefs the Chiefs weren't in the conversation because they just rounded into form. They rounded yeah. into form late. And in that regard, they deserve to be there, you know? Um, when the Chiefs are playing like that, you expect them to win. So True. kudos to them. Let's look at the skill players real quick here, and then we'll um, give an update on our prop bets. So obviously, Lions side, you got Sam Laporta, rookie phenom, tight end, uh, lit, the, lit the league on fire, set the record books on fire for tight ends. Um, do you expect all that to continue going forward? 100%. With Ben Johnson yeah. coming back, all their starters are returning. Uh, I, mean, I don't think any unrestricted free agents are, are going anywhere. <clears throat> I mean, Goff has shown that he can lead that offense at his best year of his career. I expect big things from Laporta con- consistently. And so he's your top three tight end right there. Yeah, he's filled, filled in Hawkinson like one for one. Just immediately took that spot. Even better. Even better. You know, I'd say even more consistent. So I agree. The man from Highland, Illinois. 20 minutes from my hometown, very small town. I know Highland. I know what's up. That's where the Walmart was that we used to go hang out at. Friday oh, night. sweet. Everyday value. Town, comparatively. <laughs> so Laporta, stud, tight end. Obviously, Amon Ra, monster, wide receiver, the greatest of all time. The greatest. He's in there. The number two receiver is a question mark. And I know you're mad at Josh Reynolds because he dropped a couple oh, of passes, and he did. Um, but he put together a solid postseason and a solid season overall. It's just not your guy long term. It's not the That's caliber not your player guy. you want as your number two. Your number two guy cannot drop two of the most crucial catches of the game, and that'd be your number two guy. Uh, yeah. yeah, he had a fine season. It was very solid, but that's not your guy. They need to go out and get a number two. I know you're okay. So now I'm going to flip the script on you, Jameson Williams. What is his value? Where do you see him going? He's the big question mark, man, because he poured it on in the playoffs and looked pretty darn good. And he's shown those flashes of big play ability. And maybe that's all you need in the number. It's really the number three pass target in that offense. Maybe that's all you need. A guy to take the top off the defense. Amon Ross slicing underneath. Laporta slicing underneath. It's a decent formula if you can rely on him. Jameson obviously has that jet sweep capability as well. I mean, he's a playmaker. He's just undisciplined and kind of a moron. And so you've just got to like, you got to decide as an organization and we can't assess this, but you got to decide as an organization, like can, can, can we get this guy to fit our system? Can he rein it in a little bit betting on games for God's sake, like that, that shit after his like injury. And then like, he catches like a pass for a 90 yard touchdown. What the hell? What he did? Like, it's, it's a crazy story. Really? He's a crazy, yeah. he's a crazy player, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um, so but real... if he can get consistent, that's a money player. Okay. So real quick, your Lions, you have the sixth most cap space coming into this offseason. 
do you go after number two? I know we were talking about they just need to draft entirely all defense. Again, mm-hmm. their defense wasn't terrible, but it was definitely the Achilles heel, and it was the reason why they would lose mm-hmm. some game. So yep. they're clearly going to need to address things in the draft for defense. Do you if do you go after a number two receiver if you're the Lions, or are you banking on Jameson Williams taking that next step? It'll be his third year. Granted, yeah. hopefully this will be his first full season, but what do you do? I get rid of Khalif Raymond and Josh Reynolds and whoever else is in there. I keep Jameson as like Donovan a – People Jones? Is that going to be yeah, the guy? DPJ. I mean, he's a solid punt returner, honestly, so that's probably why they got him, which is good. Um, but I get rid of those other two, and I bring in a number two, like a legit number two. Um, Tyler Boyd would be a great fit. Tyler, but the problem is Tyler Boyd's style is is like Amon Ra. You'd have all yeah. a bunch of guys doing crossers the whole game. Like you, I think you need a big body guy. At the same I time, would, but that's not the Lions' offense to go deep down the field. They didn't. I mean, I would, I'd be curious to see if we, they were one of the fewest in making those deep throws, and that could be the Jamison role if you got the guys being squirrely in the middle and then Jameson go. Yeah, true. But I think um, I thought I'd read that Goff had like pretty good stats deep on deep balls this year. Uh, and they were throwing him to Khalif Raymond. And that's what I mean. It's like, what are we doing here? And Josh Reynolds, like, what are we doing here? Like, I think Jameson is a deep threat. It'd be great if they had, and maybe Laporte is their big body guy and you don't need another one. But like, I'm thinking of like uh, Pittman going in there or, or even Evans, like a veteran, you know, if you got, they those, got Mike Evans, why? If you got Amon Ra and Pittman or Evans and Laporta and then, and then JMO is just like a gadget guy. That's Jeez. a nasty offense. And you're right. I agree. Full draft of defense. I go the entire draft defense, every single player. Great offensive line, great running backs, great one-two punch, quarterback. Okay, real quick. I know we're running low on time. Jared Goff, do you extend them this year or let his contract play out and then potentially re-sign him? What do you do, GM? I think you extend him this year because – He'll get paid then. Well, he's going to get paid next year. Like every year money's more. They have to pay more for quarterbacks, you know? Yeah. And so your second year in the Lions, right? And the first year was good. Second year was really good. If they add a few this more pieces, third year. Draft, third year. A, okay. Third. But if they draft all defense, for instance, and all of a sudden their defense is like really strong and they pick up, you know, Pittman or somebody like that, you think golf is going to like go backwards? No. I don't think so. No. I think they're they're running for a title, so they're doing at that point. And, and as we talked about all season long, it's crazy to think that there were 15 garbage quarterbacks who started this season, who started yeah. in who started multiple games. And so if you have a top 15 guy, you hold on to him for dear life. And so I think that's probably what you're thinking with extending him now. It's like, yep, we stay, please. We got you. Yeah, because <laughs> if it's 30 million this year, it's gonna be 35 next year and 40 the year after. And that's just the standard. Like the money just it just goes up, you know? Yeah. So um, I would, and I wouldn't, but I certainly wouldn't guarantee a four-year, $200 million deal or something stupid. Like, yeah, probably like a, a three-year guy. I don't know. I'd make it as long as you want to, but I wouldn't have all that guaranteed money because I would I would give yourself some options because they do have Hennon Hooker who was injured all year this year, but like a real promising prospect, uh, rookies will be second-year quarterback. Uh, maybe there's something there. We'll see. Okay. We're going to gloss over the 49ers for now. They're – Fantasy wise, they've got studs. No real young guy. Issues. The only question with them is like, can they keep everybody? You know, right. Uh, and I think Debo's the one that is. Maybe he's coming up, or he's coming up next year. Maybe Ayuk's got another year at least. Like I don't know. I think I think they can probably keep the nucleus mostly there. Uh, okay, 
So we can dive in next week again to, to the 49ers. Sorry to gloss over, but why don't we quickly go through uh, the prop bets that we did last week coming into this one. Uh, so I did the AFC and you did the NFC and then I did the combo. So we yep. had higher number, uh, Zay Flowers receiving yards, Pacheco rushing yards, Jackson rushing yards, or MBS receiving yards. We both went with Lamar Jackson. We were both wrong. Yeah. Uh, he only got 54. Zay Flowers had the big game, so he had 115. So we, we both missed there. Uh, yep. Which will occur first? And we touched on this. So it was OBJ reception, Pacheco touchdown, Lamar interception, or any fumble. And you went with OBJ, which seemed smart at the time. If you had just flipped it and said, which will happen first in the fourth quarter? Yeah. Yes. Or which but, will happen last in the game? <laughs> uh, I went with Pacheco touchdown. That was the, the, the winner. So I was good on There that was one. a fumble on the next drive, by the way. Yeah, there was. <laughs> the yeah, I was like, oh, yes. Uh, and then will there be a kneel down to end the game? You were correct by saying yes. I said no. Uh, and then lowest combination, and this was <laughs> inclusive of all the games. So the lowest combination was Purdy incompletions and Montgomery rushes, Kelsey receptions and Laporta receptions, Jackson rush attempts or Goff interceptions and touchdowns or Chiefs points scored. Uh, the highest was Purdy incompletions and Montgomery rushes. That was 26. You went with their tight end receptions, which seemed good because they hadn't really been getting Kelsey involved. The was good for five or six. Fortunately for you, they both they went, went off. Heavy Kelsey and Laporta. That was twenty. Uh, Chiefs points scored was seventeen, and I went with Jackson rush attempts and Goff interceptions touchdowns, and that was only nine, considering Lamar Jackson had eight rush attempts and Goff only yeah. threw one touchdown. So I got that. that. Was insane. That was uh, insane. Give us the NFC, my friend. All right, I had most total yards, the San Francisco wide receivers receiving yards. That ended up being 165. So that's not tight ends, not running backs. The Detroit wide receivers receiving, not tight ends, not running backs. That was 137. That's your pick. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, all-purpose yards, is 132. Mm. And Jameer Gibbs, kind of quiet, 56 all-purpose yards. So I won that one with San Francisco's wide receivers. Uh, highest number. Total score of the game ended up being 65. Montgomery rush yards is what you went with, which was 93. Kittle receiving yards, which I went with because I guess I didn't think Debo was going to play. 27. <laughs> that didn't wow. work. And Laporta receiving yards, which uh, was 97, which just uh, ended out your pick. We both so missed that. Close. So close. And then closest to the number two, David Montgomery <laughs> rush touchdowns, Debo touchdowns total. Purdy passing touchdowns and Jared Goff interceptions. We both went with Purdy pass touchdowns because he's usually good for exactly two. He had one. Montgomery had one rushing touchdown. Those tied. We'll take the points. We'll take it. Three to three this week. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. Real close. Yeah. So, uh, so overall, I am down nine to six. Nine to six. And well, there's plenty of room because we're going to have a monster Super Bowl extravaganza prop. Exactly. So we will come up with those props next week. So tune in for that. Kemper, we do not have time to go over our NFL Fantasy Playoff Challenge, which we will also go over next week. But things are getting dicey there because I went heavy Ravens and Niners. Kemper had to pivot after the Bills lost, and he went with Chiefs Niners. So I lost my multipliers. Kemp's on a lower multiplier, but now he has it. Anyway, it's going to get wild. Uh, You're telling me there's a chance, and there's a chance. There's a chance, folks. There's a chance. So lots of stuff coming up. Go Pro Bowl this weekend. Any bets? Who's going to win, Peyton or Eli? I always go with Peyton. Always. How can you not go with Peyton? Screw you, Eli. I never. Screw Eli for life. My brother will (laughs) go with Eli every time. So until next time, keep on folding. Don't take a drink. Fold it. (laughs) Don't take a drink.